Good morning, everyone. Just thanking God for the day that He's made. He's admonished us to rejoice and be glad in it. I want to read from you, if you have your Bibles, second, so listen to the second chapter, beginning at the first through the eighth verse. And it reads as follows. This is the King James Version. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that you be like-minded, having the same love, being on one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowness of, of mind. Let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery, robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Father God, I thank you for the reading of your word. And Lord, we are thanking you today that we are in a time that we're still looking into the hill which cometh all our help. We need you every day, every second, every minute of the hour. Lord, we could come to you at the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find help in the time of need. We thank you today for all of those who thought it not robbery to get up this morning and to get on this prayer and devotional line. Oh, my God. Lord, how we need you. We recognize that we can't make it without you. And we're going to look today that the assignment will be on that of the obedience, even to the death of the cross. Your obedience, oh God, made the way for salvation of mankind to be able to be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Oh, my God. Thank you for your obedience. I've heard testimonies in time past that say God sent his son, but Jesus didn't have to do it, but he did. But yes, he came to be obedient to the thing of the Father, that we might be redeemed from the sin that has been provoked upon us. And we thank you today that you are blessing us today. And God, I often think of how you blessed us you said in your word, as it was in the day of Noah, so shall it be the coming of the Son of Man. And we know that Noah himself preached 120 years and prepared the ark that everyone who would be obedient, oh my God, to the voice of his preacher, of his anointed one, that they would be safe. But it's been said that only 
was saved out of this world in that time of the flood. But God, you said it won't be water, but be fine next time. And God, we're not saying that it's only going to be eight of the 144,000. But we said that those that will sacrifice and be obedient to you, oh my God, you will deliver us. And one day we will share rule and reign with you in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank God today for that word. We're going to focus on the word obedience. Obedience can be in a true form to be obedient to the things of the world or be obedient to the things of God. We make that choice. In 1 Samuel 15, 22, it says, Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience. It's better than sacrifice. Sometimes we take that so lightly to sacrifice something, but it isn't going to be something that's going to build you up and cause you to become more like God. Acts 5 and 29 tells us we ought to obey God than man. We need to obey God and his word. That's why he sent his word to us, that we may be redeemed by the word of God. And it deals with our obedience to God. This is why we say, obey God and leave all the consequences to him. We we pray to God, obey God, and leave all the details to him. Now, obedience is very challenging. I must say it is. It is because we have an adversary. When we feel we're tempted to believe that we stand to lose more through our obedience, that we might not gain whatever we want. But however, obeying God is essential to us pleasing God. If you're going to please God, you must obey God. Just in the time when you've been tempted, that's the time you have to make that quality decision. Am I going to obey God or am I going to obey man? When God commanded us to obey him, he also was saying to us, live our lives in a form of a hedge of protection. When we live our life in obedience, that is a part of our divine protection. Can you remember a time when you felt like you've been tempted to oppose something that you knew God desired you to do? <clears throat> Most likely we struggle when we when I, within our heart. Should I do this or should I do that? Would obeying God cost me more than what I have? Yes. Sometimes it's better to let go of things that's going to keep you from obeying God and giving him the glory. Can I experience greater happiness? Yes, you can when you obey God. Because with God's blessing and your obedience, there is freedom in your spirit. When we choose to obey God, we take the way of wisdom. His promises are blessing. Obedience outweighs any possible consequence that we may 
get when we don't obey God. And as we grow in our walk, see, obedience is part of your walk. It's not only the tongue, but it's the walk that we must obey God. We must be obedient and become that avenue where people can see that there has been a change in our life. See, when you totally make up our mind to serve God in obedience, there is a change that is noticeable by all of those that are around you. You don't act the way you used to act before you came to know him. You don't talk the way you used to talk before you met him. But there is a spiritual aroma that emanates out of you when God becomes your God and you walk in obedience. And as we grow in our walk with the Lord, obedience becomes natural. Because God gives you benefits for obeying him. You're blessed when you walk like God. You talk like God. You're no longer the person that you were before you came, became to know him. This is one thing he said, let our light so shine. How bright is your light? 20 watts? 40 watts? The greater the light, the greater the blessing. When we walk in obedience to God, he pulls us closer to him and teaches us more about what he loves and what he wants us to do. You know what? Disobedience just sends another message. You are saying, God, I know what's best for me, but who knows better than he does? that what he knows the end of the story. That's why we can talk to him any minute, any second, every day, every hour. God wants us to be committed to him. He's committed to us. He commands us to be obedient, and not because he's a strict taskmaster. It's because he knows the devastating effects disobedient and sin we have on our life. Satan, however, has another goal in mind. He seeks to attempt the believers to disobey God, usually by telling them the Lord promises cannot be trusted or we can't enjoy life more if we ignore his command. Not so. Remember, disobedience always has a fierce way of calling us to feel guilt. Oh, my God. Shame, worthlessness, broken lives, discord, marriage, and bitter disputes among themselves. While sin can never change God's eternal love for us, but we must accept his way of life. Our fellowship with him and alienate us from the blessings that the devil don't want us to have by our disobedience. In time of disobedience, we become spiritually weak. Oh, my God, that disobedience causes you to become weakened, unable to discern what is right and what is wrong. And we sink deeper into sin. 
and find it impossible to reverse the situation. And but we must apply some principles to our life and we will begin to obey God with confidence and joy, knowing he can be fully trusted to keep all his promises. We can trust God with our lives. We can trust God when we meditate on his word. We can trust God when we listen to the Holy Spirit. We can trust God to be willing to wait or walk away when we need to walk away. If we desire to please God today, let us remember obedience to him will require us to remain firm. If you do not sense clear guidance in your situation, ask God to confirm his will to you in his word. That is why we must study the word. He would never contradict his scriptures. He will, for your life, always line up perfectly with what the Bible says. We will be willing to endure conflict. This is why the enemy doesn't want you to get in the word, but as long as he can get you or trick you or to maneuver you to get out of the word and don't get into the word, he has a ground to do whatever he has. He has somewhat taken your divine protection because we cannot serve two masters. But our obedience to the cross is so important, so vital to God. We have that. We know we don't wrestle against flesh and blood but spiritual wickedness in high places. So we want to learn to obey God so we can be and be made easy for us to receive criticism for others because they think you make you being funny. Oh, you, you're not the same as you were before. No, that's where the changes come in. And then the enemy try all kind of obstacles and trials and tests to get you to back away from your growing in grace and the knowledge of the Lord. But I want to tell you, when we obey God, we leave the detail to God, and he would take care of all that concern us, and we would stay on the path of righteousness. Confess your sins unto the Lord. Immediately, let the devil not have a foothold in your life that you would cause you not to grow in grace and the knowledge of him. Even to the death of the cross, he was obedient. They say he wasn't the son of God, but the day came he said, surely this is the son of God. And we're in a time now when you see people allowing fear instead of faith in the word of God to contradict the things that God said we can do through him. So I say today, God would take care of all the concerns for us to stay on a path of obedience and leave the rest to him. Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God.